This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cherryleaf Podcast. I'd like to continue on the theme that we had on talking about the types of clients that we get, the types of issues and challenges that they face, talk about how they resolve these issues, and in passing, mention where we fit in and guiding them to get to that solution. In this situation, it's going to be about the larger companies, the big software companies. So often these companies are turning over more than a billion, maybe tens of billions of pounds or dollars, large enterprise software systems, very successful companies. And typically what prompts a need to look at the documentation is that there's a new version that's in planning due to be released. And there's a product manager tasked with making sure the support and the help and the UI interface is all there and as good as it can be for this particular product. So often with these large companies, there's a lot of good things that are in place, but there's also a strong desire to keep the customers that they've got. And often with the larger systems, there can be a challenge because the system, the product can be seen as hard to use. So there's often a drive to try and make the product seem easier, simpler, with these companies, they tend to have developed a number of very good systems for guiding and supporting the end users. The types of things that we've seen is people using systems like Eloqua, where they can identify the first time somebody goes into a software as a service application and have that initiate a series of messages by email, links to videos and guides, to encourage them to use this system and help them understand how to use that particular feature or module. And equally, they can have systems where if somebody stops using a module or stops using the product for a while, it can then also trigger a series of messages to encourage them to try it again, give them extra information if there's areas where they might have got stuck or ways that they haven't thought of before. And on the support side, often these people are using things like Service Cloud from salesforce.com to answer queries that people have to write knowledge base articles so that when somebody gets stuck, either the support line person has information at their fingertips that they can use to provide the answer, or if somebody raises a ticket, automatically information is provided to tell them how to solve that particular problem. However, often what happens is, is that these systems are standalone. So they tend to be islands of excellence, as it were, and there isn't content that's shared between them. And the terminology that's used isn't necessarily consistent. The information provided may not be consistent. And one area that can not be left out of this good practice is the help and the onboarding information in that that tends to get prompted when a new product is released and they might build up a team to write that content. But what can be a common feature is that then the authoring team is dissipated and it's left and not updated. There's no information added to it and it can get out of date. 
So when it comes to the new version, there's often quite a task in writing the new content for the new product, particularly if it's a new version with lots of new features redesigned to make it easier. When the end user is using the product and going from being a beginner through the system, they're accessing these or getting information provided by these different systems. And what they're getting is a disjointed, inconsistent, not really unified customer experience. So that's really the position that people are in where they start to look at how to solve this. So they start to look at which platform should they use for managing this content? Is there a way of setting standards across these different systems where there are different bits of information? Should they keep those or go for a new one system meets everybody's need? And often what happens next is they look for people that are involved in providing strategic level guidance and information, big picture, how to tackle a problem like this, and will be interested in the types of content that's discussed and provided by the likes of Rahel and Bailey. So talking about tackling a process of dealing with this at different levels, looking at the organisational issues, looking at what the users are and what the users might want, the content, what content's provided, what content's needed, operations questions, what are the processes for creating content? And another pillar is often technology, what platforms are going to be used? Often they'll get somebody to come in to provide that strategic guidance. And from there, there is usually a discovery stage of looking at what exists, where it's good, where it's bad, and identifying the things that need to be improved. Now, in some situations, we get involved with that. We're asked by the person that's been engaged to do this to help contribute in looking at the discovery process. And often there's a team that's built, a taxonomist is introduced to look at the taxonomy side of things. And so there tends to be an exercise of going around and talking to what you might call the stakeholders, the people that are producing content for the end users, people that represent the end users or the needs of the end users in the system. I should mention that often the sponsor for the project also sits in on the interviews and they can often learn a lot as a consequence of the questions that an outsider can ask. And from this, what often can be created is like an underground map of all the different bits of information that are provided to the end user during their customer journey who's producing it, what system it's on, and if there's any interconnections or shared content that's provided between systems, often there isn't, and what content is expected for the new version and whether for that there's been identified who's going to do that work and on what platform they're going to do that work. From this creation of the big picture, the big map, you can see a scale and prioritise the work that's required. Running along this is often a taxonomist or an expert in taxonomies at looking at the different taxonomies that are being used within these different systems to see if there's any vocabularies that are being shared, if there's any relationships that can be established with a view to progressing to a common vocabulary across all these different systems. Now, one of the things that tends to happen through the next stage 
is that we're seeing more, rather than a one-size-fits-all product, that companies are starting to release multiple versions, different variations on the same ones. And that then can have an impact on the training support, the onboarding information that they get, the help information that's provided in the application and through online help to guide them when they're using that particular product. So typically as a result of doing all this information gathering discovery stage is then a piece of work that's done on writing some recommendations for that product manager. And typically what happens is to get buy-in, they involve others to then see what the recommendations are, check that everyone's on board with those, with a view then to having those presented at a higher level to get buy-in for that. And as a consequence of this is what can happen is it moves from being a one-off project to being an ongoing program. What the product manager or program manager is looking for is a roadmap, a plan on how to take things forward. A number of phases that they can implement for the different aspects. Looking at these multiple streams of what technology platforms should they use, what processes and procedures do they need to get the content produced and kept up to date, what content do they need, what types of users and what do the users need, and keeping it aligned also with what the business goals for this particular product. So typically a first phase is to identify the priority content and to take that on as a pilot project. And to re-establish an authoring team if an authoring team isn't there. And that can be somebody that's tasked with looking at the user interface information, user interface text, as well as the training material, the onboarding information, also the help. Often it's UI text and onboarding that are started with are the priority areas. Ideally at that point, they also look at a platform, an authoring platform that can take them forward from that point. But because of timescales, that may not be possible and they may start off by just creating content in a more simpler way. So using wiki-like tools or even using Word or Google Docs or Markdown just to start getting that content created with a view to importing that into a new system at a second stage. And then at the second stage often is then when we start to see emergence of things like domain models, identifying different product domain models, different product types and owners, different types of content, different types of users, different job functions, for example, or different users of different applications, and starting to roll out some of the tools that can be used to do that. So, for example, on the taxonomy side, maybe introducing tools like Pool Party or Acrolinks to start getting some consistency and governance across all of the information. Where we sometimes fit in is obviously in either helping them find that authoring team that they need to start creating the content or being part of the authoring team and continuing that relationship that's been begun by this discovery stage and helping set the strategy. So phase two is often about creating some standards and norms and systems in place to establish things, to get over the immediate short-term crises that might have been there, get those fixed in phase one and start having a more consistent, mature approach in stage two. And then we get into really the content maturity model, the type of thing that Joanne Hackers talks about of starting establishing standards and norms, 
and processes to make that consistency there. Often see that if there's been a quality audit of existing content, that's continued and you start to move into the cleaning out of the old content, the redundant content, and that sort of test and iteration process. So that might in some ways be different from what you expected might have expected that somebody or company like that would begin with a grand plan, has this vision, a strategy for where it wants to go forward, gets all its ducks in a line, all ready to go to create content. But often it's not quite as elegant as that. Often because there is an existing system, there's tight deadlines to meet, it's a case of fixing things first, and then starting to put in the mechanisms to get it right for the future. But the common themes with these is a need for consistent taxonomy of naming things using concepts that are there, and through that being able to filter information and personalise it in the future, having a way of creating content that can be used for different versions of a product, and having a system where they can reuse bits of information because of the sheer amount of content that's needed. There has to be the ability to take what exists and reapply it in different ways and be able to put that information into different areas, into onboarding systems and guides, into the UI interface itself, onto the website for people that are there. And also this need to look at the problem in multiple ways, the organisational issues that there can be making sure that the business goals are identified. You've got a sense of what benefits you're going to get from doing this, what the users want, who the users are, what content you've got, what content you need, the processes that you're going to use, the technology that you're going to use. So if you're involved in a project like this, where it's a large software company, large complex application, often an enterprise level application, and you've had to tackle, or you are tackling a challenge like this, do let me know if that's the approach that's happened within your organisation, whether it's been different, whether it's been less messy, harder, easier than this. To contact me, let me know. Uh, you can contact me on LinkedIn. I'm Ellis Pratt. Or 